Baby girl, you can't be saying Black Lives Matter if you're homophobic. Oh, that's not how that shit works. You can't be picking and choosing which Black Lives to give a fuck about. Mm -hmm. That's crusty. Very much crusty. Very much ugly. Dry, coochie energy. And welcome back to Poor Life Decision. I am Chris. I'm Doyen, a.k.a. the social media representative for Citizens for the Emancipation of Claudia Conway. <laughs> <laughs> that is a long name. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> Listen, you're doing great work, sweetie. You're doing great work. <laughs> if she needs me to adopt her, I will. I mean, killing them got to pay child support, but I'll adopt <laughs> Right. They got to pay child support. Maybe some alimony. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but she's all right with me. <laughs> you know what? I was actually kind of shocked that they're quitting their jobs to, like, deal with this. I, I really was shocked. Yeah. I Somebody sent me a link, but it was like Kellyanne Conway's, like, letter was on the PDF and Dropbox, and I was like, this is too much, sis. <laughs> and I, I was like, I've clicked way too many things to try to figure out what you said. I'm not doing this. This is such an old lady way of oh my God. doing anything. Why can't you just screenshot an Apple Notes press release? Listen, like we are not going to talk about <laughs> old people and technology today because I want to cry. I was... <laughs> One of the ladies called me today and We've worked together outside of where we work now. So we've known each mm -hmm. other for a long time. She mm -hmm. is older. She has way more years in this than I do. And she was asking me a question. <laughs> and I just said, I'm going to cry. <laughs> and she said, oh, no, don't cry. <laughs> but I knew I could, you know, joke with her like that. Yeah, because cause she knows you, yeah. She knows me and she knows, you know. But, like, that's literally how I feel. But, yeah, I was surprised that they're quitting their jobs to deal with that. Hmm. I mean, change by any means necessary. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Because he's, like, a super conservative thing, too. I don't know what he does. He is. <laughs> he is, but, you know, he's headed up that group that's, like, anti-Trump. Um, I think it's the Lincoln Project is what it's called. He, he started that group that's, like, Republicans oh. against Trump. So he's he's mm -hmm. all he's been from the very start very anti Trump from the very beginning. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, anyway, we support your um emancipation. <laughs> so Doya, <laughs> tell everybody what you're drinking and what you've been doing. Yeah, I'm tired. <laughs> <laughs> I was just tired. I've been working so hard for my actual job to my freelance job yeah. and my soul is tired yeah. <laughs> Bless listen today today been monday in? like <laughs> like i'll get out <laughs> yeah yeah it's just yeah and then tomorrow is another day uh, and it's gonna be crazy it's too. another monday so. they're all mondays <laughs> at this point <laughs> truth um what i'm drinking i was being I'm so tired. I haven't even been to a liquor store. I mean, mm, that's mm, how tired mm. and busy I've been. I don't. Anyway, I don't. So. I don't have a gasp on the soundboard, but <gasps> that's me gasping. <laughs> 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 and 
<laughs> it kind of reminds me of that Eliza's gasp at the end of Hamilton. Oh, yeah. <laughs> when she sees him. Anyways. Um, yeah, so I... It's kind of one of those kitchen sink cocktails. I'm still calling it brown skin girl because it's whiskey and wine and a splash of soda. Okay. So. Well, listen. You did better than me. <laughs> <laughs> Tonight, I am drinking... Some cheap ass Merlot. <laughs> That's what my brown skin girl's made out of. It Ooh. was a Merlot I bought on sale. <laughs> Let me ask you this. Am I the only one who gets super itchy when I drink Merlot? Like, I get itchy. Like, it's not bothering me right now, but sometimes when I drink wine, specifically red wine, I get itchy. Um, so there's a thing with wine, especially with women, where Wines have um, histamines and sulfites. Red wines have more histamines, mm. and so you might be reacting to the histamines. Good thing is there's filters for that, but it seems like that varietal may have more histamines that bug you than others do. That makes so much sense because I have allergies galore. Mm. Yeah. I used to have a sulfite, um, not an allergy, but like a sensitivity right but i just drank it out of the way out i was like <laughs> not today <laughs> i mean listen it's never stopped me merlot's my fave right. um if it gets if the itching gets too bad i just pop some benadryl and keep it moving so <laughs> i used to like get horrible headaches of white wine and rosé but god i drank a whole bottle of sauvignon blanc oh my yesterday. god oh my god now that listen i don't even that's like that's why i can't drink white wine because i just drink it like water I don't even like Sauvignon Blanc. Like, I don't like it, but I mm-hmm. like it because it puts you where you need to be. Like, I don't like the taste, mm-hmm. but I like it because it gets you a buzz really quickly. Like, I know your mm-hmm. head had to be throbbing. It wasn't. Oh, God. It, it, oh, it gets me <laughs> real, like, mm-mm. All right. Mm. Yeah, our bodies, and it might also, again, be like, you are sensitive to sulfites. Yeah. Like I said, I used to be like that, but, you know. <laughs> I know, ho, so somehow it went away. Doya just kept drinking, it was like, figure it out. Right. right. That's how it used to be with rosés as well. It used to give me a headache. Not no more. <laughs> so, um, this week... I'm delivered. <laughs> this week at Things That Are Bringing Me Joy, I have been, so I've been really fascinated with like, food videos and watching people like prepare food but my attention span has also become really short so <laughs> so I like to watch this on uh, TikTok or Instagram things like that and lately mm-hmm. I've been watching this one account eat at Hopewell and it just happens to be the daughter of friend of the show Sean Shonda so um mm-hmm. watching her eat at Hopewell she made a Dutch baby the other day and and I mean just watching the whole process was so soothing also (laughs) she made me feel like I should be trying to make a Dutch baby because I've never made one only time I've ever had them is when granny does it or my mama does it um so now I I feel like I need to try to make one (laughs) (laughs) and so I'm afraid to have it anywhere else right (laughs) right so um I've been enjoying that, and it's bringing me a lot of joy. I saw in, 
I was flipping through um, cooking vids. And you know how they have those uh, videos? I think Cocoa Butter does the videos where it's like the aunties taste each other's potato salad and the mom, mm -hmm. you know. Tasty has one of Jewish moms tasting each other's brisket. That shit is funny. <gasps> they shamed one of the moms because she used baby carrots instead of chopping up the carrots herself. And they was <laughs> like, you don't love your family. <laughs> like, I had to go find it. Listen, I would love that. These Jewish moms meant business, okay? I mean, mm -hmm. they all went, mm, I see she used baby carrots. Mm. Maybe she, maybe she was in a hurry. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. They were like, the the better, like if you, if you don't prepare a good brisket, you don't love your family. I was like, this is hilarious. Two things. Um, I like this things that make you happy segment and I think we should do it in the future. It's all I'm doing Second lately. While, <laughs> I live in Texas. So when you say brisket, I think about yes. the barbecue meat. Yes. <laughs> Yes, and oh, that's what they're making. No, that's not. You know, that's not how they're, they're I making. Was gonna say, I thought it was like a Jewish meal. They're making brisket. I mean, it's the same kind of cut of meat, but they make it kind of like how we would do pot roast. Pot roast. Got it. Um, but it was. I, you know, I guess my um my FBI agent was <laughs> monitoring my phone because Shonda, you know, who lived many many years in Texas, we were talking about brisket from Texas, and so. All of a sudden, this video is now in my feed of these Jewish moms <laughs> tasting each other's brisket. So, if you like food videos, um, a particular type of food video that I like is, like, they make really tiny, like, yes! tiny foods. Yes! Yes! <laughs> I could probably eat a yes! hamster, and yes! I'm like, I watch every single, every, you know I don't watch videos. So, but I watch every single video that comes across my timeline. And it's like they do it with <laughs> such loving care. Like, how do you yeah. take such care with that little bitty patty? And where did you They're find tiny. the little bitty utensils? Like, yes, I watched that too. <laughs> <laughs> so today I do have a review. And let me get to it. All right. So today's review comes from Oh Babe Gal. I hope that's correct. And she says, OMG, I love these two. Great chemistry between the two. They are real, authentic, and fun to listen to. I hope to hear more. Tink. So, thank you, oh babe gal. Um, I'm so glad that people find us, like, real. <laughs> <laughs> because when, when we were first, like, just tossing around the idea... And we were trying to think of like a format and stuff like that. And it was really important to, I think, I think all of us that we, that it sound like we're just friends having a chat, you know? So I'm glad mm -hmm. that people pick up on that, that that's, that's, that's it. We're all friends just chatting about, you know, what's going on yeah. and trying just to fix our poor decisions. From Mississippi who love fried chicken mm -hmm. and whiskey. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, also, I did want to plug um, Lovecraft Country. Mm -mm. So I know Doyle. I watched episode one. Right. And I was about to say, I know you haven't watched the second one, so I'm not going to spoil it for you. But um, I did tweet a little bit 
Um, and some of y'all, some of y'all had some funny reactions. <laughs> All I'm going to say is this is just amazing. It's just amazing. And I was so confused. I was so confused watching the show. But by the end of the show, I feel like most of my questions were answered or most of the pieces fell into place enough for me to have a grasp of what's going on. But mm-hmm. I, I mean, you already know this, but I listen to a lot of pods <laughs> that like center around whatever shows I'm watching. So mm-hmm. I listen to the official pod that goes with Lovecraft Country that basically just kind of, they're giving you a lot of background information. They're not really discussing the show. Then I listen to yeah. another one um, that discusses the show. And I, Which one was the one that you shared with us? That's the official one from HBO. Okay. That's the official one. Um, mm-hmm. And then another one, the one that discusses the show, this is what irritates me. And I don't know if it's just white people are like this or if, if like, or this is something that's common with people who do this, but why do they feel like they have to know everything right away? This is this is this is something that I see across the board when I'm listening to shows that discuss shows. They always like attack what's conceived as plot holes in the very beginning when that mm-hmm. might not be a plot hole and maybe filled in later on. You know, I'm yeah. fine with not knowing for a moment as long as at some point I do know. You know? Because, I mean, Jordan Peele is going to tell you. There ain't no plot hole with Jordan Peele. Okay. okay. <laughs> it's just not. He's too masterful of a person. Like, even, like, us. Like, I spent hours Googling his Easter eggs. Oh, God, yes. <laughs> like, Googling theories about every single thing he did. Like, Jordan Peele is not going to. And I realize what stresses me out most about Jordan Peele is I'm scared of what he's going to do more than what he actually does. Yeah. Yeah. And there were a lot of Easter eggs in Lovecraft Country. Um, Yeah. Yeah. So I had to start. I'll send you the other one if you want to listen to the other one, too, because that's the one that'll tell you more of the Easter eggs. Um, But anywho, we're ready. Yeah. And I will, last thing I will say about Lovecraft <coughs> Country is it was hilarious to me that I found myself more scared of the racists than I was of the monsters. Yeah, like that is something. <laughs> the monsters, I was like, okay, cool, they'll figure that out. And the, I mean, but the, for the official podcast, um, it's Ashley Ford, who, Ashley C. Ford, which, amazing. I've been following her on Twitter forever. She's a writer. Mm-hmm. And listening to her do this podcast, her voice is like velvet. Like, I love her voice. And uh, I forget the writer's name, but it's one of the writers who's doing, she's a black lady as well, who is doing the pod with her. And they both, they the writer was talking about how you feel like, you know, that first episode, the sheriffs have them on the ground. They've got guns on them, ready to blow them up. And when the monsters come up, these beasts, you know what I mean? These things that are covered with eyes, all these teeth, when the monsters pop up, you feel relief. And that's how right. I felt too. <laughs> it's like, yeah, you felt relief. Because it's like, oh, yeah, okay. Like they're going to save the day. <laughs> exactly. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I was like, do the monsters hate white people? And who, the person I was watching was like, no, they don't like light. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> 
okay, whatever. But yeah, it is Jordan Peele just like, he's going to run me through. He's going to drag me through the mud. But he's so masterful and it's ridiculously crazy how masterful he is. Yes, him and uh, the showrunner, Misha, Misha Green, because Misha is amazing. She was the... What has she run before? Underground. And um, I'm so (laughs) proud of her for this Mm -hmm. because they did her wrong when it came to Underground. But you can tell she's using a lot of the same elements. I did not know she was the... um, She was the showrunner for Underground. I didn't know that at first. Um, I was just Mm -hmm. like... You remember when I told y'all that I like like the way they take modern music and apply it to a period piece? She Mm -hmm. did that a lot in Underground, and I was saying Underground did that a lot too. And then listening to that other podcast, they mentioned that she was the runner for Underground. I was like, oh, well, then that makes sense. If you do like that, that Dickinson show on Apple TV mm-hmm. does a lot of that. Yeah. And I actually like I it. I like it because it, it, it makes what's going on modern. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So we're going to move along to um, our current events. Next up. <laughs> so Colin Kaepernick signs a deal with Disney. And is a You know, we love it when Colin gets his coins. Because <laughs> he desires his football coin, but it's okay. You know what? We're just, they are just sparing him from the CTE. And, okay, whatever. <laughs> but uh, it will feature extensive new interviews and a vast, never-before-seen archive that documents his last five years. So I'm expecting, like, like Beyonce-level, like, MacBook Pro videos. <laughs> Uh, but Kaepernick will be telling a story from his perspective. They also employed Jamel Hill, yeah. who used to work for ESPN, um, to work on the project as well. Like, I'm just so happy for him. And, you know, I know that he would rather be playing ball, but this is, mm-hmm. this seems, to me, it seems like such a better opportunity. I mean, I want him to do what he wants to do, but I'm happy he's getting this. And let's just talk about how these networks are. I, they are like putting some respect on black Disney, Disney HBO as well. HBO, but Disney, Walt Disney is rolling in his racist ass. Grave. Oh, of course. <laughs> every time, every time something like this happens, I, I mean, when right. I was watching Black Ass King, I couldn't help but think right. about. He's like, damn, damn, damn. I was like, I bet you won't unfreeze your head now. <laughs> <laughs> yes, indeed. But yes. So yeah, uh, yeah. HBO also is doing a great job of like employing black voices, but I just loved it, like, cause I know Disney, Walt Disney was a racist, and so I'm just like, <laughs> yes, <laughs> is it this delicious? Look at me now. <laughs> <laughs> Love to see it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, um, Cuba Gooding Jr. like. He's one of those actors already that I didn't like him for the fucked up parts he played. But uh, apparently he had a sexual assault case and his lawyer decided that the theme that he was going to use as his defense was to argue that small-breasted women are delusional. Now, I, for one, am not small-breasted, but I am the sister to small-breasted women. 
And I love small breasted women in my life. And so I'm like, don't come for the small breasts. Okay. <laughs> I am not small breast now, but I used to be. These boobs came with weight. Like I did. I was a mm. firm B cup back in the day. No. Even as a kid, <laughs> I already had titties. No, I had none. <laughs> I, I had none. I wore all the cute tops yeah. in high I mean, school and college. <laughs> I don't have jugs, but I have I have enough. <laughs> <laughs> I have them. Not jugs. But anyways, but I was just saying, I I stand for small-breasted women, yes. and they are not delusional. <laughs> so, um, he's got like six cases against him, um, and there's like 30-something women that have come out and said, you know, he's... Um, gross, but I think there's six yeah. actual charges that they're dealing with, and it just, yeah, it just what they tried to I do. I think it's because I know he's played so many awful parts that, like, I'm like, yeah, he's evil as fuck, you know. And, <laughs> and so, what the lawyer's trying to do is use one of the um, plaintiff's words against her. She wrote in a blog about how insecure she was about her breast size. And he's using that. So he's going to use the victim's words against them. I just don't think it's a smart play at all. And then the article said something about like reporters were like shouting questions at Cuba Gooding Jr. And instead Mm -hmm. of answering them, he pulls down his mask to reveal a Black Lives Matter sign. And one, I'm like, so was it tattooed on his face? I don't understand. And two, uh... Now he can't distract us. Now they, now they, <laughs> like, <laughs> right? Like, y'all can't just use that shit as like an ex- exclamation mark or you know punctuation. Exactly. You want to get in good with people. Toss it's some spice. Like that. No. Right. Add some razzle dazzle. Right. No. Mm mm. Mm mm. Anyways, I'm telling you, he's been evil in half the movies I watched. So. Him and Michael Ely, I'm like, mm, I decide I'd fuck out of them anyways. <laughs> okay. So, speaking of other people I side eye the fuck out of, apparently Trump is pushing an unproven plant extract after he met with the MyPillow CEO. So, it was this experimental plant extract called Oleandrin, but the actual plant, like, fucking kills people. It's super toxic. <laughs> and so, like, Government health officials, poor things, their career government workers, and just try to do their damn job. I like, what the fuck are you doing? Have you ever seen the and movie White Oleander? Ben Carson. No. Okay. It's literally but, about this mother who, like, mother-daughter combo, who, like, kill people with grinding up the Oleander plant. Like, you will die. That sounds great. I've got to watch it. It's, it's, <laughs> an old, it's an old movie, and it's really good. It's actually going to tug at your heartstrings, but it's really good. I enjoy I One of my favorite movies is Serial Mom. <laughs> I actually oh, own God. it. Because I was like, <laughs> <laughs> this just sounds like a storyline that I would enjoy. Women who kill. Um. Anyways, so now Trump is trying to push the FDA into approving it, and he should know by now that... The FDA is going to do what the FDA is going to do. So, but the thing is, okay, you're doing this at the recommendation of the my pillow guy. Which let me yeah. say, my aunt has two of those pillows and she loves them. And I, it was time for me to like get another side sleeper pillow. And she was really telling mm-hmm. me I needed to get the my pillow. I had no idea he was linked to Trump like that. 
So I yeah. ended up ordering a different type of pillow, but it really hurt my feelings because mm-hmm. I really wanted one of them pillows. But now I can't buy one mm-hmm. because he's trash. Right. Um, I was extra sad that I can't buy any more Goya products. I know, right? They're Trump supporters. I'm like, I had to make my own empanada shells now. This is rude. Rude. Anyways. <laughs> um. Yeah. So uh, I have another story, but I was or aside, but I'll share it later. So Sweetie Pie's owner was charged with conspiracy and alleged murder for hire pilot in the death of his nephew. First of all, I saw some posts on the social media where they were dragging his entire body. Because. From the raggedy ass head to his toes, to his hips, to his legs. They're like, why are you so badly made? But also, I don't understand. Like, I have watched true crime for so much of my life. You know, the number one rule of, like, murdering people is not to take a life insurance policy out on them. And then try to kill him. <laughs> this whole thing. You always get looked at first. <laughs> this whole thing hurt me so bad. So bad. Because I used to watch the show Sweetie Pies. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I remember when her when her grandson got killed. I remember when he got yeah. killed. And Tim, mm-hmm. big wide-hipped ass, took his mama down there to the site. Where his right. nephew was killed. And and they even went on. Did they go Oprah? They went on some. I think it was Oprah. They went on and just talking about, you know, the travesty that this was and all this stuff. And oh my God! Then I saw, um, and I didn't put it in the notes, but I saw an article today that said his ass had taken out a multi-million dollar policy on Miss Sweetie Pie, on his mama, on Miss Robbie. We will fight. <laughs> and I don't know Real if fight. that means that he was going to try to have his mama killed or if he was just waiting for her to die right. because she's older and she does have some health issues but like mm-hmm. oh my god yeah. and I want to right now right now I want to offer Jennifer Williams from Basketball Wives a sincere apology from me to you girl because none of us believed you when they were dating, yeah. and she was saying he was crazy, she went and got a restraining order on him. She was like, mm-hmm. she was scared for her life. The whole internet laughed at her. None of us believed her mm-hmm. because we were all like, girl, what is Tim going to do with them hips? Crush you? Like, no. <laughs> but she was she was telling the truth. Yeah. I just hope that... The worst of the worst happens to him in jail. Anyways. <laughs> so, next up. So, you posted an article from Black Sassy Sports Online. <laughs> the one that blocked me. I laughed at that. Anyways. Um, <laughs> they, never, they never talk about sports. They never talk about sports. They just gossip. But they blocked me because I called them out for gossiping all the time. Anyways. <laughs> Uh, so Lil Boosie was pleading with Mark Zuckerberg to reactivate his Instagram account. Uh-uh, you got to say it like Lil Boosie said it. You know I didn't watch that video. Uh, that's fine. I put it in the title how he said it. Mark Zuckerberg. <laughs> that's how he was saying his name. <laughs> <sighs> that's fair. Um, as of the writing, that was August 13th, it hadn't happened. But... As an aside, Mark Zuckerberg went to a private White House dinner and started lobbying with officials about TikTok 
And that's kind of why TikTok has been like, like that whole political attack on TikTok has happened. Because Mark Zuckerberg's like, oh, I could just make it seem like a national security issue so that I can beat it. So fuck Mark Zuckerberg forever. Booth is Paul Zuckerberg. And then at one point in the video, you hear somebody in the background go, I don't even know how to spell Zuckerberg. <laughs> um, so Boos is pleading um, with them to like give him his IG back. He said he doesn't know what he did to lose it, which, I mean, you told a woman to put her pussy lips on the screen. So, and then she did. <laughs> And the IG less pussy we have, site. the better. <laughs> <laughs> I just say the less pussy we have, the better. Right. I just want to enjoy his music he was and not genu- enjoy him. He was genuinely <laughs> upset. Like, he was so distraught. And he is like, I guess he's, first of all, listen, Boosie, okay, you may be hood rich, but you don't have Mark Zuckerberg money, okay? Right. He is not checking for you he is making this video as if mark mark zuckerberger is going to see his only fans because he did it from his only fans exactly he's gonna go look he's like hey your people call my people and and we get this straight out and he was dead ass serious he was dead ass serious but who's paying for his only fans listen i I, I have questions listen anyways i mean listen He got he got somebody to put their stuff all on the screen for free on Instagram. So he might have a mm. lot. He might have a popping OnlyFans. Probably. Wouldn't he? And I pay for like just about every subscription out there. But I'm not going to pay for that shit. <laughs> Anyways. That's coming up on the Evangelical Tea. So, Fowlells, they're the uh, the guy that was the head of Liberty University and was a huge supporter of Trump. But uh, his sexual tea has just been dropped by Giancarlo Granda. So, he says his sexual relationship with the Fowlells began he, when he was 20. He would have sex with Becky while Jerry just sat in the corner. <laughs> and so, um, he also, I guess, had a business arrangement with him. And so... When uh, he was, I think it happened for almost 10 years, because he started when he was 20. When he decided to cut off ties, that's when they decided to, like, sue him for um, business issues, business disputes. And so he has come out to tell, spill all of the tea. (laughs) All of it. And I'm like, ooh, I I, I thought y'all were evangelicals. (laughs) Um. I thought y'all. So I really I thought y'all hated wet ass pussy. <laughs> you know they did. <laughs> no, they liked it, but they had to pretend like they hated it. Um so I really didn't know who these people were, but I did see something on my timeline that um this guy and I don't I don't remember his name, but he's got a verification check, so I guess he does something. But he says the real story isn't that, you know, there was a sex scandal. The real story mm-hmm. is the fact that, is it Granda? Is mm-hmm. that how to say his name? That's his last name, yeah. It's that Granda had pictures, naked pictures mm-hmm. of the wife. And then somehow, uh, 
shit, I forgot his name just that fast. The guy mm-hmm. who, uh, Banyan, that's his name. Didn't he used to do something at the White House? Bannon. Bannon. Yeah. Bannon. Then all of a sudden, Bannon got picture, got the pictures. Then next thing you know, all of a sudden, Mr. Falafel Man jumps up and endorses Trump because he was not endorsing him at first. So he mm. was like, that's the real story that people need to be trying to uncover. So I was like, wow. Mm-hmm. T. I know, right? That's a little blackmail um, with the evangelicals. Yeah. So Fowell actually had to like step down because he took this really weird picture of a pregnant woman with her pants unbuttoned and his pants were unbuttoned and people are like, what is this? I saw that on so. my timeline. I had no idea what it was. I kept scrolling. And then yeah. when I saw it in the article, I was like, oh, that's who this is. Okay. Yeah. And people started giving him hell then. And so the fact that... Uh, for seven years, he was a cuckold. Oh, my God. Like, Please write a book. I want to know. Oh, <laughs> Uh-oh. He made the wrong sucker a cuckold. Uh-huh. <laughs> Time to pay the price from the pants you unbuckle. Listen. Listen. <laughs> <From> everything. <laughs> I was about to say everything can literally be tied back to Hamilton. Mm-hmm. Pretty much. Um, so... Our queen, or one of our queens, because I, apparently I have a lot of queens. Somebody called that out to me today, uh, or this weekend. But one of our queens, Meg Thee Stallion, she finally came up about her, like, situation. And part of it is, to me, like, I think all of it, I've seen, like, a level of black male toxicity in this, in that, like, when she got shot, they were making jokes like Shot Girl Summer. Yeah. And they weren't ever really serious. A lot of people were not serious about her. Or they were, like, accusing her. They're like, oh, well, she got back in the car, blah, 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 blah. And so it's just interesting. I do take note to the people who do not be- do not want to believe her, mm-hmm. think that it's her fault, mm-hmm. whatever. So she came out. Flat out, and we kind of already knew it was like, yes, Tory Lane shot, yeah. And um, my heart just broke for her. I did not watch the whole live, I just saw the clips that were on uh Twitter. But mm-hmm. because she so apparently his camp is trying to spin it and say that she was mm-hmm. the aggressor, and mm-hmm. she was like, you know, that's not what happened. and so basically, mm-hmm. in her life, she 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 says what we all knew already was that police mm-hmm. showed up. We a bunch of niggas. It's a gun on the scene. I'm not gonna tell them that you shot me because I didn't want them to shoot you. She was like, mm-hmm. she, you know, she was like, cops are killing niggas for nothing. I'm not gonna tell them that there's a gun in the car for them to just go shooting people. Mm-hmm. She was like, I was scared. And then, you know, but he kept on and I don't think, and and people were trying to say she was lying for him. I don't necessarily think that's the case. I think it's like yeah. she said at that time she was scared and mm-hmm. it's just a bunch of black people in this yeah. white ass neighborhood. And she's not going to tell the police that there's a gun there because she didn't want to get killed and she didn't want any of these yeah. people to get killed. I do right. believe, that, like, the, I do believe like, that the investigation and that her case 
was continuing in private like it should have that she just wasn't talking about it because she wasn't supposed to but then his ass wants to go and flip the script and i i i just deport him deport him get his ass out of here but i i think what just i mean i i have a lot of sympathy and empathy for her situation but what annoys me is all these stray niggas <laughs> that are just like we're not going to feel sorry for her because she's a woman, and but also it's hilarious because um Michael B. Jordan was like uh, I saw protect black women and everybody dragged the fuck out. Hell of yeah, I saw <laughs> this like, shit. You don't even date black women, <laughs> so it's just it's but, just really uh, unfortunate because yeah. it's the it, it, I mean it's nothing new and it's the same old trope. We are protecting yeah. black men because she was protecting him to our detriment. To our detriment. Yeah. But we love you, Meg, and we stand with Meg and deport Tory ass. Get him out of here. And then somebody was like, "Oh, but she was dancing and wop," and I'm like, "I'm pretty sure it happened." Like, what? The are y'all that damn dumb? <laughs> like, are y'all, like, y'all that know how, damn like... dumb? Right. Oh. <laughs> and then she felt the need. Like it. It hurt me that she felt the need. To have to post pictures of her feet. Of her foot. To show yeah. where, because people were questioning her, doubting her. Right. Talk about, she ain't limping. When have you seen her walking around? And, and, and I was like, because she got shot in the heel. And, yeah. well, I didn't know where she got shot at at first, but I remember her talking about it when it first happened. And she was saying that. Thankfully, you know, it didn't, she didn't break any bones in her foot. And so people are like, how you didn't break yeah. no bone in your foot? If you got shot in your foot, she got shot in the heel. She was leaving. Yeah. She was getting out of the car. She was walking away. Uh-huh. Yeah, I just, is extremely disheartening to me to see the amount of black men that are reaching. Uh-huh. Because they don't want to empathize or sympathize with a black woman and i'm and and like you said i'm i'm specifically taking note of all these fucking right. rappers who are not stepping up and saying some shit and putting tory in his fucking place get right. him the fuck out of here the end and then lastly chris this hurts my soul anyway so this florida sheriff uh is banning masks with his staff and anybody who visits the office. And um, I just say don't fucking go to Marion County because the fuck? <laughs> like, how do you ban somebody from wearing a mask? From taking care of their own personal fucking health. Like, it's not that because he's Because even just... if I wear a mask and you don't wear a mask, it still decreases right. my rate of getting it. Right. It's not like he is saying, oh, I'm not going to enforce wearing a mask. No. He said, can't none of y'all bitches wear a mask. Like, and then when you look further down the article, they done already had a slew of folks to get it, and they had one nurse at the jail to die from it. And this Mm. man still walking around talking about, you can't wear no mask when you come up here. Yeah. This is just crazy. 
I <laughs> we were talking about something else having to do with Florida. It wasn't this. And y'all, I love Florida. I have relatives in Florida and all that. But I'm just saying, we literally could just cut mm-hmm. them right off. Just take a saw and just cut it off and just annex Florida from the rest of us. Because this shit don't make no goddamn sense. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to take a second to listen to our sponsors and we will be right back. Alrighty. And welcome back. And we are going to mosey right on along to our someone something. Someone something. <laughs> so. Ah, my people. <laughs> oh, I, was, I was like, what? So, for today's someone something, we're going to talk about Mr. J- Mr. Anthony. Laura, I was going to say Jason. Uh, Anthony Madu. I'm hoping I'm yeah, pronouncing that correct. Madu. Okay. Madu. So, when Anthony Soma, Miss Soma, Madu, please forgive me people. if I'm not pronouncing it correct. <laughs> um, say what? <laughs> I said, that's not my people. (laughs) (laughs) When he was video practicing ballet barefoot in the drizzling rain in Nigeria earlier this year, the the 11-year-old thought the footage would be used for a common film study session. Instead, the cell phone video of him performing the pirouette without shoes on the unevenly wet concrete was seen by a much bigger audience. The video has garnered more than 20 million views on social media, including by Oscar-winning actress Viola Davis and Cynthia Erivo, who has won Grammys and Tony Awards. Madhu's practice dance session was so impressive that it earned him a ballet scholarship with the American Ballet Theater in the U.S. It also showed his community that anything is possible. I feel very, very surprised, very, very happy, Madhu said, after his fellow, sorry, I feel very, very surprised, very, very happy, Madhu said, after his fellow students at Leap of Dance Academy staged a performance on a dirt street in Lagos, Nigeria, while tossing dust into the air in celebration. I thank God that he made the video go viral, he said. Davis, Viola, that is, shared Madhu's video with her 1.4 million followers on Twitter. She wrote in the caption, Reminds me of the beauty of my people. We create, soar, can imagine, have unleashed passion and love. Despite the brutal obstacles that have been put in front of us, our people can fly. Erivo decided to sponsor Madhu's training and helps bring the video to the attention of the American Ballet Theater, said Laura Miller, a spokeswoman for the dance company. When I got that call that I won the scholarship to the U.S. in the year 2021, I was very, very happy. I was like, what? Is this what God can do? (laughs) My dude recalled. Ballet, he added, it's hard to learn, but if you put your effort, you can learn it. Madhu is too young to physically travel and study in New York. The minimum age to be a student in the city and live in a dorm is 15, but he's been offered a summer scholarship with the possibility of him continuing this fall under discussion, Miller said. The video was the idea of Madhu's trainer, Daniel Ajala, a self-trained ballet dancer 
He also he's also the founder of Leap Dance Academy, which he started in 2017. I wanted to be able to give an opportunity to every child by making my program free so that there would be no excuse that any child could give that it was reason that they couldn't pursue their love for dance, he said. Ajala said his dance school has received donations, which will be used to create a standard dance academy with housing. Yay! Some of our students have to walk one hour or there, or about there to the academy, so we wanted to have a comfortable space for them to be able to stay when they can't go home. So this was just a beautiful story. I do remember seeing this um, on the timeline, seeing the young man dancing, and that's great. Mm -hmm. Like, I love when videos yeah. go viral for a good reason. Yeah. Yeah, and I think it's it's great, especially as a Nigerian child, because a lot of times our parents don't really put emphasis in our exposure to the arts. They want us to be doctors and lawyers and engineers. So I think it's great to see that we're doing dope things, and I really hope that the school is able to create an equivalent that like the world can look at and be like, Oh yes, that is a great place to do ballet. Yeah. Good, good, good. So (laughs) now's the time we've all been waiting for this week's poor life decision. Are you ready, Doyen? Sure. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> all right guys so tonight we're talking about energy mm-hmm. are you operating mm-hmm. at a low vibration the answer is yes i am <laughs> yes the lowest <laughs> okay so the author starts off talking about how like she had you know things were going pretty good and she was feeling well and then all of a sudden things weren't going really right for her. I, I take it she's a freelance writer, so things weren't lining up appropriately. She wasn't getting projects. And she felt some mm-hmm. kind of way. Then she started receiving emails from publications asking her to like contribute to different articles. And she just started getting all kind of opportunities. Mm-hmm. If you follow the law of attraction, you say that she was vibrating on a high frequency. What exactly is this vibration, though? Well, according to Chopra.com, a vibration is a state of being, the atmosphere or the energetic quality of a person, place, thought, or thing. Our vibration can affect everything that happens around us or to us. It may sound all woo-woo and new-agey, but we often talk about manifestation or karma or a particular person giving off bad vibes. And we do everything in our power to avoid them. Likewise, it could be a person having a good vibe and we want to constantly be in our presence. It's all energy and our intuition picks up on it. Whether you are vibrating at a high or low frequency depends on the physical and emotional feelings you're experiencing. Low frequencies are often associated with jealousy, resentment, anxiety, depression, unfulfillment, confusion, extreme fatigue, and unforgivingness. Unforgiveness. High frequencies are associated with joy, happiness, love, self-awareness, self-discipline, 
self-love, inspiration, and constant gratitude. We are never 100% on either end of the spectrum. And we can shift from one end to the other. So the author goes on to talk about like how when things were going really well for her, like we talked about in the beginning, things were going really well. She was feeling good. She was vibrating high. And then all of a sudden, things started falling apart. So all those people that reached out to her and gave her opportunities, all those opportunities started drying up. A lot of those jobs were a one-time thing. Now, all of a sudden, again, she's in a place where she's not making the type of money she was before. She's not feeling as fulfilled as she was before. And not only did she shift her mood and personality, but she also assumed the frequencies of those that were around her. She says, peace was replaced with worry and chaos. My joy became despair. My optimism turned into hopelessness. Now, I don't know about you doing it, but I see myself in this so often. Like, because I am the type of person, when things are going well, it's easier for me to be positive. When things are going well in one area of my life, it's so much easier for me to be positive about everything in every other area. And it's easier for me to give off positivity. And it's easier for me to be encouraging to the next person. And I have energy for things. Versus when things aren't going right in one part of my life, it affects every other part and it shifts my mood. Like I haven't mastered living in the moment and um, trying to maintain that good vibration even when things aren't going well. What about you? The one thing that really hit me was when she said, eventually I stopped writing altogether. Um, because I am a writer. Um, I used to write blogs. I've written stories in the past. I used to write poetry. And at some point, life happened, and I got discouraged. And yeah. so now writing is a chore. And so I'm trying to get back to a point where, like, writing is just the a flow of my emotions yeah. <laughs> yeah. that's like a natural flow that isn't a chore and so when she said that I was like oh yeah I get it <laughs> ironically I totally get it. one of the ways Chopra.com says you can raise your frequency is to is to surround yourself with uplifting people who speak positivity you also want to be in the company of those who believe in you and make you feel better about yourself if you're around individuals who constantly create unnecessary drama, mm -mm, doubt your abilities, demean you, mm -mm. or speak death over your goals and dreams, it definitely takes a toll on your mental state. And it becomes inevitable that you'll begin to vibrate at a lower frequency. I'm so thankful that I don't really have a lot of people like that in my life, period. I mean, it's yeah. some, some situations like work, where I'm around people that I don't necessarily choose to be around. You know, there are people who, you know, to me, <laughs> create unnecessary drama. But as far as someone mm -hmm. being just, you know, a joy sucker, I just don't have that around me. So I'm so thankful for that. So here are five quick ways to increase your frequency today. Okay, so as we go through these doing it, I want you to think mm -hmm. about either how you currently practice these things or how you plan to put them into practice. Okay. okay. So the first one is to express gratitude. 
Chopra.com says this is the easiest way to amp up your vibration. It's probably an activity we already do every day. You can either recite your gratitude aloud daily or record it in a gratitude journal. So I have gotten, I really need to start doing a gratitude journal, but I have gotten to the point where every day I try to pick out something to be thankful for. And like Mm -hmm. this last um, storm that came through here really tore my fence up. So now I need to get my fence replaced. And I just saved up enough money to get the fancy ass washer and dryer that I wanted that was like Bluetooth and everything. And now, like, I finally saved up enough to get it. And now I'm going to dip into that to get my fence fixed. I mean, I don't have to, but I don't want to spend any of my regular money on it. So I'll dip into that to get my fence fixed. And I was kind of like glum about it. And then I just looked up, like I was in my living room and I looked up and I was like, girl, you have your own house and you have these beautiful high ass ceilings. Like... Like, it's just something so small to bring you back to reality that you have so many things to be grateful for. What about you, Doyen? So, for my birthday, my friend bought me a gratitude journal. Mm. And the cover says, Beyonce isn't made for, in a day. Mm. <laughs> and so, she, she gets me. Because last year, she also bought me an art piece that said the same thing. But, um, the other day, I was really just frustrated. So, I did take a moment to go in and be like, hey, you're happy because you have a job. Yeah. You're happy because you can, I'm grateful that I can figure shit out. Yeah. It doesn't, more than the average person, I feel like I do really well with figuring shit out. And so I'm like, I have to be happy with my resilience and the fact that like, I'm not going to give up quickly on anything. And so, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So Sometimes we have to give ourselves pep talks. Yeah. So absolutely. Expressing gratitude is super important. Okay. So number two, declutter Mm. inside and out. (laughs) Clutter is a telltale sign that you're operating on a low frequency. What's interesting about clutter is that a messy space of neglected mail, dusty knickknacks, issue don't use anymore, unwashed dishes, piles of dirty laundry strewn about is often indicative indicative (laughs) indicative of something that's going on within an article in psychology today refers to it as the clutter effect which further subjects our well-being to stress and life dissatisfaction cleaning up a bit can make us feel better therefore raising our our vibrations talk about it Toyin. you got that look on your face yeah, it's just like sometimes when you're stressed, it's like, oh, I should go clean up. But I also kind of like worry about like, is this a procrastination tactic? Am I cleaning up <laughs> that is so to true. raise my vibration or do I just not want to do the task at hand? And so that's my worry. But no, I know I'm very stressed right now and the clutter is amok. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm also like, I'm so busy that I'm like, I don't think. It's a valuable use of my time to declutter when I need to do some more, so many other things. No. <laughs> You'll work better. I'm just saying. I mean, I get that that's how you feel, but just because that's how we feel yeah. doesn't mean that's true. So, I, <laughs> because I get it. I, I honestly get it. I, oh God, clutter for me 
is one of the first telltale signs for me that the depression monster is creeping back up. Um, mm-hmm. Have you watched um, Big Mouth Long Enough to Meet the Depression Monster? Mm-hmm. Oh, girl, wait till you meet her. Mm. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> um, I think I met her in real oh, life. Oh, listen. But... <laughs> <laughs> She's a lot nicer on the show than she is in real life. Uh, mm. But that's one of the first signs to let me know that because... And honestly, when I read this article, the first thing I thought was, well, at least my clothes that are strewn about are clean. They're not dirty. Because <laughs> dirty clothes... I like a basket full of clean Listen. clothes. But I'm like, I don't even know if I could fit the clothes still because I've also lost weight. And so some of my clothes don't really fit. But I'm not in the mood to like buy more clothes. <laughs> Listen, I have a basket full of clean clothes. There are also clean clothes all over my bedroom because... You remember how Garfield used to eat lasagna with his hands, like throwing it? That's how I go through my basket looking for clothes. Um, yeah. And like, even around my house, I'm the type of person, I'm a cleaner. I clean all the time. And cleaning is actually a way that I deal with anxiety. So mm-hmm. I, it's just the repetitive motions just kind of help. But when I start seeing a lot of clutter, that's how I know. I cleaned my bedroom this weekend for the first time in I don't know how long. I mean, even made up my bed for the first time in I don't know how long. And let me just tell y'all, because it's hot, so I'll sweat sometimes in my sleep. I change my bed pretty often in the summertime. Like, in the Mm -hmm. wintertime, it's once a week, maybe every other week. But, like, in the summertime, I'll change my bed like sometimes two, three times a week. Mm-hmm. I will change my bed and still not make it up. <laughs> Y'all, a made up bed. And the thing about it is, I was also the type of person who could never get into an unmade bed. Like growing up, mm-hmm. making up my bed is the first thing I always did in the morning. Before, I will say before, before 2020, before 2020, I could count on one hand and have fingers left for how many times I had not made my bed up. Because the only time it happened was when I was running super late. And then when I would get home, I would have to make it up because I couldn't get into an unmade bed. Unless, now there were times I left it unmade on purpose to remind myself to change my sheets or whatever. But like, I mean, just not Mm -hmm. making it up. I would have fingers left over before 2020. I cleaned up my room this weekend because my mom was coming by. (laughs) Like, that's literally the only reason why I cleaned my room up, because she was coming by. And she always, like, when she comes to my house, she always likes to go to my bathroom instead of the regular bathroom. She likes to go to the one in my room because she likes to steal my makeup and shit. So, she literally (laughs) does. Like, she goes through my cabinets and, like, goes through all my hair supplies and all that kind of shit and just sees what she... She just fixes her little bag and just, you know, whatever. So, yeah. But the truth about other matter <laughs> is when we, God, it feels like it takes so much energy to get started to declutter. But once you do it, you feel so much better and mm-hmm. you operate better. But it's so hard to get it going. It's so hard to get it going. Okay. Spend a lot of time on that. Number three, eat high vibrational foods. Food is prana, I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly, 
or life force energy, unless we're eating a lot of dead energy in the form of meat, fried foods, processed foods. Prana-rich foods are high in nutrients and include raw and unprocessed items like locally grown organic fruits and vegetables. Consuming these foods bring back energy, brings our energy back into alignment. Now listen, I am in no shape, form, or fashion trying to tell y'all to don't eat meat or whatever. I, I really don't care what your eating preferences are, but I do want to say that we all could probably benefit from making some better choices with how we eat. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, while, while this poor life decision has been happening, I ordered a burger on DoorDash because and- bread and meat make me happy. I mean, listen, <laughs> I picked up a pizza on the way home. So, I mean, <laughs> it's like, but I do try to make better choices. through, Like, yeah. nice that we record, I know I'm not going to cook. So I save mm-hmm. the nights that we record for fast food. The rest of the yeah. week, I try to do better about, you know, it's just balance. Yeah. And um, I'm just stressed. I'm struggling. Yeah. <laughs> Hardcore. And, and listen, so, and right now, <laughs> like, we're literally just trying to survive. I mean, when you get to mm-hmm. that point, you're literally just trying to make it. And that is okay. That is okay. Mm-hmm. All right. So next, listen to high vibrational music. did you know there are certain frequencies associated with music and each hertz is supposed to heal a particular chakra and balance energy you can do a quick search for solfagio frequencies wherever you stream your music or on youtube and the author lists some playlists some high frequency playlists in the article which will be in the show notes so check those playlists out um Oh man, I forgot the name of it. Shit. Okay. Anyway, I like to listen to a lot of background noise. So, um, mm-hmm. lo-fi, that's what it is. So I've found a lot of lo-fi stations on YouTube and it's just nondescript music. There's some hip hop ones. There's some, I really like the R&B feeling ones. Um, yeah, I am. Um... <laughs> There was one I was listening to on YouTube called Moonchild. And I told my friend, I was like, oh, yeah, this is like a black band. And then I looked him up on Spotify and it's totally a white band. <laughs> but it's still like very chill. Uh-huh. And so like I enjoy them for that reason. Um, I, I want people to sing words. So I don't like instrumental. It's just it's weird to me. But I'm like, sing something. <laughs> But please be chill. Well, I will <laughs> say that when I'm angry, I like to listen to rap, um, hardcore rap, gangster rap. Mm-hmm. And my mom has always said that there's something wrong with me for that. She's like, that music is just putting negative energy into you. And my mom is a hippie, y'all. And she's like, um, you know, <laughs> that can't be good for your mental state when you're already angry. And I'm like, no, I got to get it out. Because I'm not just listening to it, I'm rapping the lyrics. But, mm-hmm. anywho, I mean, I'm sure that she's probably right. Like, I probably should listen to some smooth jazz or something when I'm angry. But, anywho. Yeah, I don't <laughs> know what the answer is to that. <laughs> so, our final step, um, or final recommendation, is to forgive. Forgiveness is the answer to everything. Although it's not an act that everyone can immediately perform, 
It's important to note that unforgiveness can hold us hostage on the wrong end of the frequency spectrum. Can I get an amen? <laughs> Y'all, there is power in forgiveness, I'm trying to tell you. <clears throat> in fact, blame is low energy according to the emotional guide scale. The emotional guidance scale is a system that ranks 22 emotions according to an upward spiral, positive emotion, or downward spiral, negative. Blame ranks, blame ranks 15 on the downward side. If we can find it in ourselves to fully forgive, we can release ourselves of this low energy. And um, like she said, that's not something we can always do right away. Sometimes forgiving takes time and that's okay. But the key is work towards it work towards it um i know it's a very old cliche but i just feel like it's very true uh the saying that you know holding a grudge against someone is like taking poison and waiting for the other person to die because it really <laughs> only affects you like you are really like <laughs> there have been times when i've been super upset with someone like to the point where it's giving me anxiety i've got pains in my chest and this person is walking around skipping, happy and shit. Living. Living. <laughs> so it's like, you know, it's just really important. So mm. the author states, she closes out by saying, while I'm a work in progress when it comes to forgiveness, I try to be aware of any negative thoughts and feelings that I may be harboring and actively do the work to clear them. So yeah, let's just try to, you know, doesn't happen instantly all the time some things we can forgive and move on some things takes time but um yeah so those are five quick tips to help us vibrate at a higher level because i definitely want to be full of good vibrations uh Doyen, do you have anything to say to close this out nope all righty then let's move along to our favorite part of the pod to buy you a dream <laughs> Have a drink to buy. Bye, girl. Um, 2020 has been an absolute shit show. But I just realized that it's almost fucking pumpkin season. Oh, and that shit. makes me happy. <laughs> I didn't think I would be delighted in much in 2020. But the fact that like I'm hoping that pumpkin season happens September 1st. And I think that'll be a thing that at least I can comfort and, and delight in. I saw an advertisement for something that said, uh, no, it was Dunkin' Donuts. I was about to say it was Starbucks, but it was Dunkin' Donuts saying that their <laughs> pumpkin spice latte is just around the corner. I, Listen, I, I love Dunkin' Donuts. a normalcy that I require. I love Dunkin' Donuts coffee, but I mean, I don't. When I drink Dunkin' Donuts coffee, I only get regular coffee. I don't get anything flavored. So, I don't. Definitely, I fucking hate their donuts. It's gross. But. You know what? I don't know if I've ever had a Dunkin' Donut donut. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure I have because they were right there when we were in school. Mm -hmm. But I don't think, I don't recall. That wasn't my, I just remember stopping in there and getting coffee and a banana like that's almost what i always bought when i would go in there in the yeah. morning is get coffee and a banana 
I like their hot chocolate. Their white hot chocolate, when they used to have it, it was straight sugar. <laughs> but um, it was enjoyable. But no, I, yeah, so I think September 1st should be around when Starbucks starts bringing back the pumpkin spice shit. And then I'll get my pumpkin beer. And hopefully pumpkin that's everything. a delight that I have in this year. Cause it really pisses me off that Starbucks brings back pumpkin spice before they bring back the gingerbread that's christmas but i still like it though but still it doesn't make i don't like pumpkin pumpkin spice i like gingerbread well nobody asked you not to like pumpkin spice i would just say gingerbread is christmas (laughs) you can have christmas and fall at the same time everybody else does it in september everybody else in september everybody else does it Well, who are you buying a drink for? <laughs> so my drink um, <laughs> is linked to a prayer. So the prayer and the blessing that we're offering is for everybody. Because um, there's a lot of shit going on out there. Uh, there's more going on today than yesterday. And there's going to be more tomorrow. So my drink is mm-hmm. for my awesome friends. I had several friends to... Um, Message me, text me, and tell me you may want to stay off Twitter for a while because there's a violent video that's all over the timeline. And I just thank my friends for looking out, for knowing what I can and can't handle. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, so I'll say this about Lovecraft Country, this this week's episode. There were mice and I screamed and, and I said, <laughs> damn it, because this is what I get for watching it in real time, because nobody had the opportunity right. to warn me, because y'all are really good right. about warning. My <laughs> friends are really good about warning me, like, heads up, there's a mouse, there's a rat, blah, 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 blah. Like, I screamed. <laughs> like, I don't even know what I missed during that time, because I kept my eyes closed for a second, because I could still hear them. Ah, mm-hmm. Anyway, so, um, yeah, so I just appreciate for my friends for... Knowing my trigger warnings and alerting me. And all y'all get shots on me. All of y'all. Because I love y'all. <laughs> okay. I'll send you a cash app request. <laughs> so, uh, Doyen, why don't you tell everybody how they can get in contact with us? Okay. So, we're on the Twitter as PLD Pod. Uh, Chris keeps it lit with the TV tweets. I come in with random shit. Um, our Instagram is also Poor Life Decision. One decision because we're changing them one at a time. time. It's also the name of our Etsy page. By the way, I'm getting a three two five call, which means that the city state wants money, Girl, and I'm not giving it. They to have them. called me twice today. <laughs> twice today. I'm like, if something happens, like my mama, they better not call from a three two five number. And, I'm not and you know, it. I teach a class. <laughs> And so, <laughs> my department chair, I told her, I said, listen, you're going to have to text me if you want me right away, right. unless you're going to leave a message, because I don't answer that 325. <laughs> no more 325. I don't answer that 325. No. <laughs> right. Don't, nobody call me for that, because I'm not going to answer. <laughs> Anyways, um, you can also email us at hello at poorlifedecision.com. We want to know kind of the poor life decisions you're dealing with right now. It Life is so very hard. Mm-hmm. Um, and so if we can be a little bit delight and we can be a little bit help, 
for what you're dealing with. Amen. We would love to do that. Amen. Um, you can also leave us a review. Five stars. The other ones don't work. Um, if you do leave us a review, take a screenshot and send it to us with your address. And we will send you a free may contain alcohol stickers. I mean, y'all keep leaving these wonderful reviews. And honestly, thank you. Because you know they make me happy. You know when I'm sad, I look at the mm-hmm. reviews to brighten my day. But y'all not letting us know <laughs> so we can send you your happy. So let us know. Yeah. Um. Uh, just so you know, we're almost coming up on our 100th episode. Woo, and we're going to do something exciting for that. So, <laughs> so keep an eye out. Because we are about to have 100 whole ass episodes of a podcast. From two girls from Mississippi. Mm, mm, mm. <laughs> don't, don't make me emotional. You know I've been excited. drinking Merlot. I've, I've been emotional. <laughs> anyway, um, the hormone monster is still here. I'm just telling y'all, this is a lot happening right now with the hormones. I know, <laughs> I know it. I get so pissed at my phone when it send me that funky ass reminder that my period oh, is coming on. Apple shit. Yeah, like your period coming. Like, bitch, I've. I was like, bitch, I was just on my period. What the fuck is you talking about? And right, then lo- like every And then I'm so mad at how fucking accurate it is. It is. Because it sends me that te- that notification, and then the very next day, I'm like, bitch. Mm-hmm. Bitch. How did you know? And I, while we're on it, while we're on text and notifications, let me tell y'all how trifling 18 and T is. So, you know, I don't always pay my phone bill right away. So, <laughs> I mean, I pay it before it get cut off, but you know, I wait till the last minute because I'm black. Mm-hmm. And so, <laughs> they gonna send me a text today talking about your bill is ready, blah, 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 blah. Okay, fine. That was like this morning. Then this afternoon, they send another text and they say, your bill is ready. You can check it out at the website or you can use the app, blah, 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 blah. Then they send me another text this afternoon and let me let me look at it so i can tell y'all exactly what it say <laughs> it says this is from at&t free message reminder your bill is ready to make a payment now for your balance of blah 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 use your credit card <laughs> ending in blah 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 reply one so bitch they like just tell us to pay it for you and we'll pay it for you <laughs> yeah. so i did reply one <laughs> I have their internet, so I've learned that AT&T don't play with me. I'm they do not play <laughs> when I get that email. <laughs> but I mean, I usually so this is like they they've gotten more aggressive with the text because they used to text you and say, "Hey, you need to pay your bill within three days." When I would get that mm-hmm. text, that's when I would pay. But now they've gotten super aggressive and like, look, just tell us and we'll do it for you. We got the information. Mind you, I don't recall yeah. storing my card information because I never do that. But mm-hmm. ATS is like, girl, just tell us we can we can go and charge. They've been had it. Anyway. Right. <laughs> I've been had it. Anyways. Anywho, um, we love you guys. Um, I hope you're doing good with your sunscreen. We do have more sunscreen work to do. But I'm giving you all time to get acclimated going into using two finger lengths. Two. Index and middle. Two finger lengths. <laughs> Dorian's gonna use her thumb uh, and her pinky. 
Right. Uh, <laughs> so I'm trying to get you. A5. I'm letting you get acclimated. <laughs> but our next step is going to be reapplying. <laughs> I'm so excited because our skin is going to be so fire. My skin is upset, just like the rest of me. Listen, Joy and I were discussing, like, how the stress of right now is getting to us. And both of us, our skin is just, I've broken out in hives. Doyen has. I have, like, zits around my mouth. And I have, like, the eczema that I had in June came back in the right same fucking spot. (laughs) It's just, it's just a lot, but. We want y'all to know we're going through it with you. We shall overcome we because shall. we're black we women shall. and we're resilient as fuck. I noticed, <laughs> and we're gonna let we we're gonna let y'all go. But let me say this: I noticed the other day, like it just dawned on me, that I have not hugged anyone since the beginning of March, and mm. I literally just started crying. And that physical intimacy. Listen, because um, so we were, Devin and I were talking about it, and I was like, girl, you know, somebody like me who loves to be alone, it is getting to me. I need to touch yeah. somebody. I've, I have not even, I haven't even shook anybody's hand. Like, I hadn't even done that. I haven't touched anyone. I have not hugged my granny. I have not hugged my mama, my daddy. I haven't hugged anybody and I'm a big hugger when I see people I haven't Mm -hmm. hugged anyone I haven't touched anyone and it is really starting to get to me so it's like guys we get it we get it and not that it makes it any easier but just know that we're all going through it together and we're gonna make it we're gonna make it yeah I hug more people than Chris (laughs) but at the same time I understand that like at a core level, our our bodies, our hearts require intimacy. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, I, I just pick one person to hug. <laughs> I don't have one, one person that isn't out and about doing other things. Because it's not just about me. It's about who you in contact with, who that person's in contact with, who the next person's in contact yeah. with. And if it was you just, can't hug and if it was just me... Yeah, but I go to work every day and I'm around people um, and we've had two people in our office to get sick. One got very bad sick. Yeah. So no, I will not hug her because I won't do that to her. She's the whole reason why I haven't hugged anybody. Cause listen, my DMs right. got steamy and, <laughs> and, and one of my exes, cause they're all of them are exes. They're all guys that I know they're not strangers, uh, but one of them, like I was really about to, give them the business but i cannot do that because i will not do that to her so right like no and i know it at the end of the day like for me the most like the person who is most vulnerable is me (laughs) and so i've i mean i am fairly vigilant but at the same time like you know i see my family like my sister and niece and nephew and of course i hug them and i spend time with them or I see, like, less sisters and things like that. So it is a gamble every time because at the end of the day, if anybody gets it, I'm the one that's going to get it worse. <laughs> yeah. But alas. I mean, if it was just me, I may not be mm-hmm. as stringent, but mm-hmm. mm, yeah, I probably I would it. still be, though. I mean, probably not as bad, but yeah. yeah. 
I it freaks me out. People who are more extroverted than me, they like cannot not go out, and I'm like, can can you sit down? Like, <laughs> yeah. hey, why you gotta go out on the weekends? Why you gotta be out on the street? Yeah, it's just us but, being um, Americans, but you know, it's a it's a spectrum. Yeah, like some people, like I've learned that like the extroverts cannot deal. <laughs> well, like I I think I'm an extrovert, and I like I'm in the middle. Of the range of people who do things, but I'm like, I'm not going to a day party. Yeah, I'm not going to a barbecue. And I do get <laughs> how difficult it is. Like I get it, even yeah. for me who loves to be alone, I am suffering right now. So I get it. But mm-hmm. at the same time, it's a reflection of us being selfish Americans because we're focusing on ourselves and how mm-hmm. we operate versus people in a lot of Asian countries who go through this all the time, they know what it means to stop, uh, shelter in place, isolate, don't touch anybody. Like they get it because they're putting the community first. Whereas we're focusing on how we're feeling versus the community. Cause on all honesty, we could have been at a better place by now, but again, we get it. This is not something we're used to dealing with. We are not used to stuff hitting this close to home to us. So, I get it, but I just want everybody to do yeah. what they're supposed to do a, so that we can move on. But it's like a paradox because Trump usually like envies so many utilitarian, authoritarian governments. At the same time, they yeah. and again, I think it's a family is they don't care about the average person, and so they don't care about and they make a political movement against common sense in good sense about like we weren't supposed to be in quarantine forever right. it was supposed to give the government time to figure out like how to rip up testing right. and rip up a good solution medically right. for right. this but we squandered that because our president is a dumbass yeah. <laughs> and even people like I I, I, I wholeheartedly place the blame on leadership and media Mm -hmm. because they did a poor job of execution but people were also saying well i'm just gonna live my life because i feel like this is just how it's gonna be now and it's just gonna be here forever and it ain't going nowhere and i'm like okay i realize that everyone's not me i realize i realize that everyone like didn't pay attention you know in school like me but Mm-hmm. We know how to eradicate diseases. We know how to do it. We do it all mm-hmm. the time. And no one was asking us to stay inside until it was gone. They just wanted us mm-hmm. to stay inside until they got a grip on it, until it wasn't overwhelming mm-hmm. the system, like you said. So, yeah. We, I just pray for all of us. Yeah. I mean, I still think I fare well. Yeah. The oh, general spectrum of people, because like I enjoy being at home. Like you I'm do. like I'm getting all of this rent money yeah. value out of my rent, but at the same time, like I do see other people who like I had a friend who just could not. She had to be around her people, yeah. you know. And I'm like, mm-hmm. I can Facetime my people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But you know, but, it's gonna get better yeah. one way or the other. <laughs> Granny said, "Well, baby." It's either going to get better or everybody going to get it. Then they ain't going to have no choice but to get better. <laughs> so I was like, uh, right. that's kind of grim, but okay. <laughs> so anywho, <laughs> yeah. stay safe. Um, 
Like, sorry for depressing y'all. I think we're both on a very low vibration. We are, but I'm trying to pump it up. We are, but I'm trying to pump it up. So you know, we're gonna stay safe. We're gonna drink our water, take care of ourselves, love on ourselves, love on our skin. That means sunscreen, and. And sometimes diddle yourself because that also helps with your vibrations. Sometimes what? It wasn't in the article, but still. Diddle yourself. <laughs> Listen. Sometimes I get the best ass sleep. Okay. It's, I mean, I, it's yeah. It's like I'm at peace. You can't sleep. I'm just saying. Hey, the CDC. Diddle yourself increases your vibrations. The CDC said that is the best thing to do right now. That's what they said. So. Right. Or a screen wall or whatever anyway. anyways <laughs> <laughs> all right bye, bye y'all we love we you love bye y'all. <laughs> whoa, whoa. yeah sometimes we laugh and sometimes we cry but i guess you know now baby i took a half and she took the whole thing slow down baby we took a trip now we on your block